0: Grab your Bibles. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 4 where we stopped last time. Uh, Everyone remain standing for just a moment while the choir finds their place. Matthew chapter number 4. My, my, my. It's good to be saved. It's good to be in the house of God. And it's good to be in Alabama. I was preaching for uh, one of our former members, Brother Chris O'Neill, this past week in Tennessee and, uh, and uh, preached uh, through Wednesday night and drove home Wednesday night. And Dustin picked me up at 4.30 Thursday morning and we flew to New Jersey <laughs> and checked out some ministries there that we were looking into. And, and, uh, and, and against my better judgment, Dustin taught me into driving into New York City. <laughs> Them folks is different. <clears throat> and all God's people say it. Amen. I went into what they call the subway. <clears throat> and there was a dude come past me. He looked like he was in a barbershop quartet. Had the hat on, I mean fancy suit and everything, and handlebar mustache. And he kept looking over his glasses at me, giving me the evil eye. And I'd look down and I'd look over and I'd look over and I mean, he's still staring at me and he's fixing to get a rendition of A Country Boy Can't Survive. <laughs> and yeah, I know it. <clears throat> the preacher man says it's the end of time. <laughs> I told you, I know it. <laughs> Amen. See so what are you doing? Some of y'all look kind of stiff this morning. I'm trying to... I'm trying to loosen you up. Amen. Matthew chapter number four. We're gonna get started today. And I'm telling you, I'm proud to be a southerner. Amen. 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 I I I did like his shoes though. He had some fine looking shoes on. Amen. <laughs> and the and the TSA, the TSA man got a pretty good chuckle because he looked at he looked at my ticket and he looked at my license. He said, You're going home. I said, Yes, sir, I am. I said, How y'all been doing? And he just started grinning. And I walked past him and I said, hey, you have a good, and tapped him on the shoulder and he just busted out laughing. (laughs) I guess they're not used to hospitality, amen? (laughs) Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 4, if you found your spot, verse number 17, verse number 17, if you found your spot, say amen. amen. It says, from that time, now remember, Jesus is beginning his ministry here, as we said before, he's choosing his disciples. He's picking those that would be followers of him. And he said, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, come on everybody, Follow follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway—that meant immediately, without any hesitation—they straightway left their nets and followed him. followed him. And going on from thence, he saw two brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and they immediately, immediately without hesitation, left the ship and their father and followed and followed him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the privilege of knowing you. Thank you, Lord, that we have a Bible that we can study. And Lord, I pray right now that you will speak to us. I pray that you'll speak to every individual. I pray your perfect will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I want you to look in your notes because we're going to go to John and and read something to go with this. Uh, in, In John chapter number 10... Uh, but I, I, I want to say something before we get to that, all right? Before we even start the message this week. Uh, he, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, we've said this over and over, and, and I want to emphasize it even more today uh, uh, because it's just where we're at, and I think this is where God wants us to, to hunker down and, and really get this truth. You are here right now. You are here right now, or you should be. Now, now so there's, there's people here for various reasons, some are here out of obligation because you were made to come, Uh, uh, some of you are here out of guilt, uh, because you feel guilty if you don't come, and uh, some of you are here because it's just the thing you're supposed to do on Sunday, you know, Uh, but here's why we need to be here, here's why we need to be here, especially in this moment, in this hour, Uh, uh, we are here to hear from God, okay, we are here to hear from God. Now, this is critical. This is critical that we get this. Because, listen, I grew up in church. I know how it is. I know how it is. I'm human. I'm human. How many of y'all are human? Okay. Some of y'all got me nervous. All right, come on, raise your hand. I'm human. You're human? How many of y'all know as human beings, we're prone prone to get sidetracked? We're prone uh, to get distracted uh, by bills and, and, and by what we got to get done this week and by what that person over there is wearing. Yeah. Yeah. On, now, it shouldn't be, but come on. Yeah. I can't believe she wore that today. <laughs> by what somebody did to you, by this or that. It's all kind of things. Yeah. And we get to thinking about that, and then, and while I'm sharing the word, we're not even focused. How many of y'all, how many of y'all have been standing in front? Men. <clears throat> men, how many times have you stood in front of your spouse and she's, she's three minutes into the conversation and your eyes are glassed over? <laughs> I'm glad some people are honest today. And then you hear the dreaded question. Are you listening? And then, all of us men, we lie. Yes. And then you hear the second dreaded question. Yeah. I'm preaching this morning. What did I just say? And that's when we say, baby, I love you. It's like baptizing a cat, amen <laughs> but we drift, don't we now here's the thing I need you to really pay attention today I need you to really pay attention today because we're supposed to we're supposed to hear from God I, 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 and this is going to make so much sense I'm telling you and we're going to spend a couple weeks on this because i I'm just I got way more material than I can use for this morning. And so so let's just take it uh, little by little and, and, and let's stop right now. Let's stop right now and let's just ask God. How many of y'all believe that God wants to talk to you? Amen. How many of y'all believe God's got something to say to you this morning? And, and and so let's, let's do this. Let's ask God. Say, dear Lord, dear Lord help, me help me to stay focused. Help me to hear from you. Hear from you. Speak to me. Amen. All right. Let's let's, let's look in our notes. Now, if you don't have your notes with you, you can look on the screen. We're going to look in John 10. Now, let me go back. Let me go back. You you find John 10, 1 through 5. And and back in Matthew 4, he finds finds some future disciples, and he saith unto them, follow me. So he speaks, they hear his voice, and they, they follow him, right? Both of them, not just, not just Andrew and Peter, but we see James and John too, right? Now, what's that got to do with us? You remember, they were the first disciples. He said, after he trained the 12 and, and, and he sent them, (coughs) excuse me, he said, he gave them the great commission and he said, now go do likewise. Go do what I did for you. Go and make disciples. So they spread across the world. The book of Acts is the story of the early church. And they went everywhere preaching Jesus and making disciples. And then, and then them disciples made some more disciples. And then they made some more disciples. And down the line, down through time, here we are. So basically, basically, we are disciples who were made disciples from the first disciples. It, does that make sense? Yes. Now the question is, the question is, are we disciples or are we religious? Cuz there's a, there's a there's a difference between being religious and being a disciple. You can you can be uh, Mormons are religious. Catholics are religious. Uh, Buddhists are religious. Right? Hindu people are religious. What is religious? It, what does it mean to have religion? You have a certain set of rules you go by. A certain sort of, uh, set of beliefs, if you will. But that's not, that doesn't mean you're a disciple. All right, A disciple is one who follows Jesus. Does that make sense? Now let's see how this works. Let's see how this works. The Bible said he spoke to them and said, follow me, and they followed him. Now watch this in John 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Now, how many of y'all know, if you, if you read that whole chapter, you know that Jesus is talking about himself. Jesus is the shepherd of the sheep, and his disciples are the, are the sheep, okay? All right, Jesus is the shepherd of the sheep, his disciples are... The sheep. Now watch. To him the porter openeth. Now watch this. Watch what I've got underlined. I've got it in bold print and underlined in your notes. And it says this. And the sheep, what they do? Everybody say it loud. Hear Hear his voice. And he calleth what? His own sheep. His own sheep by name. And then what does he do? He he leadeth them out. All right, so they hear his voice of his own sheep. His own sheep. If you don't belong to him, you're not going to hear his voice. And when he putteth forth his, he goeth before them. And watch what the sheep do. And the sheep follow him. Follow him. Why? For they know his voice. they know his what voice. voice. Now, who are the sheep? We are. We are. Watch this now. A stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Now look at John 10, 27. Let's hunker down right here. <clears throat> John 10, 27. What's the two words? Who's speaking? Jesus. Jesus. This, this declares ownership, right? My. My. These are my shoes. Right? These are my britches. It means I own them. Jesus is saying, my sheep. In other words, those that belong to me. What do they do? Hear my voice. Say it again. Hear my voice. Say it again. Hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. You see this? Now, I'm going to do like a little commercial. I'm going to do like a little commercial. Just slide this in here before we go on. Flip your paper over. Flip your notes over. I want to tell you why some of y'all are not hearing from him. Now, this is not everybody, but this is some of us. Why would I come into church? Why would I come into church and not hear from God? Watch what it says. John 8, 43. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. You know why? Ye are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Y'all with me? Now watch John 8:47. John 8:47. Read it with me. Let's read it slow. Let's read it slow. John 8:47. He that is of God. All right, let's say that again. He that is of God heareth God's words. Did you hear that? Now let's read it again. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. Now watch. I don't think that needs a whole lot of explanation. If you are not one of his sheep, you will not hear his voice. Right? Now watch. Let's read what's in, I was about to say what's in green, but yours is black and white. Look at the next sentence that's in bold, where it says, if we. Y'all see that? Let's read it. Let's read it. If we don't hear from God, we are either not his sheep, or we are not Now flip it back over. Let me say that again. There's one or two problems. If we're not hearing from God, if we're not hearing the voice of God, we are either not his sheep, which is a major problem, but it's an easy fix. It's an easy fix. If you come over and over and over and you say, "Preach," I don't ever get anything. We need to deal with that. Because if you belong to him, you're going to hear from him. Now let me tell you why that is. Let me tell you why that is. And it's not in the notes, I'm just feeling it. So I feel like I need to deal with it. If God's putting it on my heart. The reason an unsaved person doesn't hear from God is because God communicates through his spirit. God is a, a spirit and must, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And what connects us to God is our spirit that has been reborn at our new birth. When I was born again, my flesh wasn't born again. My soul wasn't born again because it can never die. It was my spirit that was reborn and my spirit has connected with God. And as God speaks to me, he doesn't speak through these physical ears. He speaks to me through my spirit. And if your spirit is dead, if you are uh, dead in your trespasses and sins, if you are without Christ... You cannot hear from God except for the Holy Spirit drawing you for salvation. Are y'all with me? So let's get that out of the way. Some of you are not hearing from God because at the end of this service, during the invitation, you need to leave your seat immediately and you need to come and trust Christ. Matter of fact, you don't even have to wait. If you come now, there'll be somebody here to help you. This, it's that important. It's that crucial. Now, the second part of that. If we are not hearing from God, we either are not his sheep or we are not. Because God is talking. And it's critical. It's critical that we hear from God. Because the Bible says my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. How are you going to follow him if you don't hear from him? Now, what does it mean to follow him? It means to do what he says. Right? That's what it means. He goes before, he leads, we are to follow. But how can you follow if you don't hear his voice? You're not going to know where he's at. Right? This is critical. This is critical. I want to hurry up and get to number three, but we'll get there. Number one, number one, <clears throat> write this down. Hearing from God. And, and by the way, I, I'm telling you, we're going to spend some time on this. I'm going to make this as easy as possible. I'm going to make this as easy as possible. We're going to break it down to the most simplest form to get this, because this is, this is that, that important. Number one, if, if we're going to hear from God, if we're going to practice listening and hearing from God, there's a mentality that we must undertake. There's a mentality we must undertake. In other words, there's a frame of mind. There's, a, there's an attitude that we must have. Now what is that? 1 Thessalonians 2.13. <clears throat> Look in your notes. It's right there. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Paul is, uh, he, he is addressing the, 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 the church people at Thessalonica. And he's, and he's giving them kind of an attaboy. You know, a pat on the back. Here's, here's what he says. He says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. In, other words, in other words, when they sat under their teaching and preaching, it was as if in their mind they were sitting in the audience of God. Now, I am, I am. very. This this this, this is this is uh, this is fear and trembling territory. This is fear and trembling territory. I remember. I remember a little, uh, a young little girl that used to come here. Uh, she was just a little old bitty thing, and, and and she would sit out in the audience, and 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 she would ask her dad at the end of the service, "Can I go say hey to Jesus?" Pointing at me. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, that's cute. That's frightening. Not because, not because she was thinking I'm Jesus, but because I'm supposed to be giving her the words of Jesus, so she was right. So that puts the pressure on me to make sure I'm giving you the word of God. This is not a motivational center. This is is where we come to hear from God. Now, but I'm afraid there's way too many disciples, sheep, that's not treating the word of God as if it is the word of God. Because if we really thought that God was trying to tell us something, we wouldn't be drifting. And we wouldn't be thinking of what's for dinner. We wouldn't be thinking we would be tuned in. Because, see, God's already been in our tomorrow. He's already been in our next week. And he knows where we're headed. And he knows what tragedies are coming our way. And he knows what difficulties are coming our way. So he wants to speak to us to help us to get through that. And we're not even listening. And we're wondering why so many Christians are getting beat up and led astray. Because this is just a a spiritual activity that we don't even think about again when we leave. Is God really speaking to us? Now, don't, don't nobody answer this. Don't nobody answer this. Don't raise your hand or nothing. But what did he tell you last week? I didn't say, what did the preacher say? I said, "What did God tell you?" Because I've learned this. I've learned this: I can say one thing, and God take the rifle bullet and turn it into a shotgun. And no matter what I say now this is the cool part. well, I'm just not that into that speaker. <clears throat> okay? That's a problem. Because you didn't come to hear the speaker. You came to hear from God. And I've learned. I mean, I don't like all of them either. Some of them are boring. But I do know this. If I'm listening for God, God can speak to me through a boring speaker. If I'm listening for God. And see, I'm supposed to listen for God and let God tell me what I'm supposed to do this week. And then go do it. I I can't tell you how many times I've been in parking lots. And and see, people from other churches, this is when I was growing up as a kid, especially. And 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 you'll see him at, at Burger King, or wherever you're going to get some get a sandwich, and and, and it's, man, and it's, how how did y'all's church go? Did you have a good time today? Yeah, man. Boy, we had a service. Woo! I'm telling y'all, our preacher preaches slammed down to the cob. He was shucking the corn today. Man, what'd he preach on? Uh I don't know, but it was good. How you gonna go do that? You know what they really said? We don't really know what he said, but we just like the way he said it. You know why? Because we've turned the house of God into a place where we come to be entertained. We come to feel better about ourselves, feel a little emotional high, and we are no different when we leave than when we came. That's right. Now, here's why that's a problem. Here's why we need to look at this as as hearing from God. Watch what this. Watch what this verse says. Go back. Go back to that same one. Watch this right here. You, When Paul was teaching and Paul was preaching, they were sitting with anxious ears, attentive ears, listening as if it was coming directly from God. Because if it's coming from this book, it's coming directly from God. Right? Watch this. Watch why. Watch why this is so important. Which effectually, what's that word? Worketh. Which effectually worketh also in. In you. What's working? The word. The word will work if you work it. And where's it going to work? In you. In you. I want to give you an illustration. I think I may have said this in here. I've, I've said it two or three times in different messages I preach. I don't think I've done it on Sunday morning. But <clears throat> we, we're working with Dr. Nels, And uh, we're trying to do better with our life groups and a new ministry we want to start and uh that's more specifically developing disciples and and so we had a mock group if you will we we, it was me and dustin and buchanan dr nelms and 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 kevin uh one of their their new employees at tti and we took it we took a verse we took a verse and and the verse was uh exhort one another daily while it is called today lest ye be hardened with the deceitfulness of sin. Right? And so we just read that one verse a couple times. I read it, and I think Buchanan read it. We just read it slowly. No commentary. No Bible study help. Just God's Word. How many of y'all believe God's Word is powerful all by itself? And so we read it slowly. Exhort one another. Daily. While it's called Today lest ye be hardened with the deceitfulness of sin. And so we, what is that saying? Exhort, encourage. And and Kevin was kind of leading the group and he said, he said, what is that saying? And one of us said, it says we should be encouraging one another. And and what what else does it say? Well, it's saying we should encourage daily. Daily we should be encouraging. Well, what else does it say? Well, it says that if we don't, it says there's a hardening that takes place. I Googled that real quick. In that particular instance, hardening means callous, without feeling. Y'all know what I'm saying? Cold. No feeling. In other words, if we're not encouraging... We're not encouraging daily. We have a tendency to get hardened, cold, no feeling, callous. And then he said this. He didn't just say, what is it saying? Watch this now. Everybody with me? And I asked permission from the wife before I said it. Because this includes her. He, Kevin said this what is God saying to you? Not what is it saying, but what is God saying to you? And Boy, I could, I could, in my spirit, God was telling me, you need to be more encouraging to Tammy. Now at that moment, I don't know what God was saying to the other fellas, but God was speaking to me. See, in my spirit, I, I, I feel like Tammy had been cold toward me, hardened, callous. And God said, it's your fault. When's the last time you encouraged her? Y'all with me? All of a sudden, it went from a Bible lesson to a hiney-chewing. And at that moment, it was just me and the Lord. You see what was happening? God was speaking to me. It was not just a Bible study. I wasn't just there to learn something. I was was asking God because we prayed before that God would speak to me. And God spoke to me. And so then after that, we had an I will statement. Because of what God said, what are you going to do? You see, the the shepherd spoke to the sheep. Now it's my responsibility to follow. So my I will statement was this. I will encourage Tammy. I will. Because God said that's what I need to do. Now this is what happened. This is what happened. I'm just telling you what happened. I I, I started sending her some texts. How are you doing? You having a good day? I hope you have a good day. Say a little meme. Just checking on. Hey, I'm just checking on. Hope you are having a good day. And I could sense the shock <laughs> through the phone. My, my, my! Y'all look all so spiritual this morning. Few days went by and I, I begin to sense a change. In Tammy. Then one morning, I know none of you other men do this, but I, I sometimes I make a mistake and do this. I went and jumped in the shower and forgot my towel. So so Tammy and some of the girls are in the living room and 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 I hollered, Tammy, I need a towel. Now, this was the response. My girls were in the living room. Becca, Becca she was telling me this. And this is what Tammy said. Hang on, baby, I'll bring you a towel. And Becca went, what? Now, y'all know why I asked permission before I told this one. (laughs) This is God's truth. I'm not making none of this up. Becca was sitting there, and and in her mind, she said, she called him baby. (laughs) What happened? My verse. (laughs) Look. Look. I received the word of God. I heard him say something to me. And then I went and did what he said. What's, what's the word do? It effectually worketh. It was working. I started encouraging. She started melting. She started getting tenderized and sensitized. Y'all with me? I, I'm, I'm telling you by experience that this is what you need to do every single Sunday. Not just every Sunday, every every day. You need to let God speak to you. But I'm, I, let's start somewhere. I mean, let's start where we're at. You're here. Can you imagine the, the tough things you're going through life in the heart? I mean, uh, uh, we, di- we didn't have a bad marriage, but it could have been a lot better. I mean, it was tough around the house and most of it was my fault. God showed me where I was going wrong and I did what he said and woo You know why? Because it worked. Because I was a sheep who heard God speak to me and I went and did it. And when I did it, it does this make sense? Amen. Now watch. I got let me we need to point two. Lord. Watch this. Write this down. Method. Now you understand the mentality. We need to come in here like God is up on this platform speaking to us. Right? Now right, here's the method we must utilize. Hurry, 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 because I got to get to that third one. The method we must utilize. I looked up the word hear in Webster's dictionary. And it gave a lot of uh, uh, specific definitions. And and three three really stood out. What does it mean to hear? Hear. He said, my sheep, what do they do? They Hear. hear my voice. They hear my voice, right? So in order to hear, this is what has to happen. A, to give audience or allowance to speak to give audience or allowance to speak. What does that mean? Basically, you got to put yourself in a place so you can hear it, right? And part of that, part of that is we got to learn, excuse this part, if you don't use this terminology, we got to learn shut up. Because, and I'm going to go into this in more detail. I don't have time today, but I'm going to go into this in more detail. Some of us, we hate, we hate quiet, don't we? We hate it. We hate it. We hate it. We can't never, I mean, you can't just sit and quiet. I mean, we 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 got to have a TV on. We got to be looking at our iPhone. We got to look at our laptop. We got to be, there's always got to be some kind of action. And you know what we've done? The devil's done that to us to the point that we can't be still and quiet and hear from God. God's not going to holler over a crowd, guys. Because he speaks with a still, small voice. But do you realize the quieter you get, the louder he gets. So we got to put ourselves into a place. You got to put yourself under scriptural preaching. And, and I'll go into that some more. But you've got to give audience. You've got to give him a chance to speak to you. And he speaks to us through his word. And like I said, we'll go, we'll go into more detail with that. Be careful. Let me just say this, because some of y'all might not come back next week. <clears throat> Be careful of the people that always say, God spoke to me. God spoke to me. Now, I'm, I'm not against that. But God gave us a, 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 a guide to go by. He gave us a... a, a, a we, we call it, in coon hunting, we call it a check dog. Because if you're hunting a puppy... A puppy, Eric, am I telling the truth right here? A puppy is prone to run a deer, a possum, a coyote, an armadillo, or you. <laughs> and when he's barking, you're not real sure. You're not real sure. You're hoping he's on a raccoon. But he might be running the deer. Now, now Pox, am I telling the truth? When we're hunting a puppy, are we not hoping that old dog will bark? Because if the old dog bark, that means it's a raccoon. That means you don't have nothing to worry about. It's supposed to. So we call him the check dog. If the puppy starts... We're listening for that check dog because if that check dog don't check in, that puppy is, well, he's going to be educated. Anyway, right? But when that check dog, oh, it's all good. Sicken boys. Now, what does that mean? You know what the check dog is? God's word. So if somebody somebody comes up to you and says, God has spoke to me, get the check dog, and compare what they say to what that book says because God is never going to tell them something that's not in that book. There is nothing new the son the truth that you get that you think is a new thing it's just an old thing you've just now seen it but it's in the book let me let me tell you what I'm saying if if somebody comes to you man God has spoken to me to leave my wife and go with this other woman you know check dog because the Bible the word of God it says that's adultery so that's not God that's all you y'all with me if, if, if you say, oh, God has spoke to me, and, and he said for me to embezzle some of this money, because I deserve it, and, and they haven't given me a raise, so I'm just going to take what's mine. The Lord helps those that help themselves. <laughs> Check, dog. Amen. The word of God says, thou shalt not. <laughs> right? So we can tell. We can tell. I'm just saying that, some of y'all might not be here next week. If, if what you are saying that God is saying to you is not backed up by that book, it's not God. Right. Amen? Now watch, we gotta put ourselves in the audience to be able to hear from God. Number two, or B, Then we gotta listen. You know what my first instinct was when God was saying that I'm not being encouraged enough to tame? Me? I'm not near as spiritual as you think I am. My first instinct was, no. Nah, I am too. I know y'all don't ever do that. But then I had to, I had to listen. And I'm not I'm in good company. Jesus told Peter, "You're going to deny me." You know what Peter said? No. no. And, the, and the bad part was he didn't. He didn't listen. Jesus was trying to tell him. Jesus was trying to warn him what's coming. He didn't listen. He's like a lot of us. There's people that have come in here and they heard God speak to them. What they're fixing to do, they're fixing to have a train wreck. And they didn't listen and they went and did it anyway. I'm telling you, I have sat with men who committed adultery on their wives and they were sitting in a service but because they were thinking about what they were going to do and God spoke to them in that service and said, Don't! This is their own testimony, sitting face to face telling me, said, Preacher, God told me in the service and I didn't. And now it's a mess. You see why we need to hear from God? He knows what's coming. We don't. He does. So we need to put ourselves in a place where we can hear from God. Secondly, we need to, we need to listen. We need to listen. Now watch. Go back to John, John 10, if you can. John 10. In Matthew 4, it said, he, he saith unto them, Follow me. And straightway they left their nets and followed him. In other words, they did exactly what he said. In verse 21, it says, He called them, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. They did what he says. Look what it says in, in uh, 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 verse 4. Verse 4. And when he put forth, this is in John 10. John 10, there we go. He put forth his own sheep. He goes before them. Y'all see that part? He goes before you. He goes before you. What does that mean? He's already been where you're headed. And the shepherd scouts the trail. What does it say? Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. How can he lead you not into temptation? Because he goeth before you. He is scouting the trail for you. And it is our responsibility to hear the voice of the shepherd and do what he says, because he will lead us away from danger. But that can't happen if you come in here and you think about what's at Shonies today. You think about all your problems, your issues. You don't stay focused. You don't ask God to speak to you. You're not listening. So that very thing you need to hear that's going to keep you out of a train wreck, the very advice you need to get that's going to put your family back together, the very information that you are needing for the greatest success of your life and the greatest prosperity you've ever experienced, the shepherd was speaking, but the sheep wasn't listening. Now watch. Look at the, is it 27? That last one in chapter 10. All right, here it is. My sheep, what do they do? Everybody say it. And I know them. And that, now when they hear his voice, when they hear his voice, they. Now watch this. We're to give an audience. We're to, we're to put ourselves in a place where we can hear God speak. We're to listen. And then here's the key. You got to obey. See, you got to obey. I've learned this. The more you obey, the louder he gets. I just don't know what God is trying to say. Apparently you ain't been obeying. Because he's not going to tell you step three to your obedient to step one. Why should he? He knows you're not going to do it anyway. Right? Obey. Listen. Obey. Listen. Obey. Say it. Now, let's finish this up. We're out of time. Look at at the third thing. Look at the third thing. We see the mentality, the attitude, the mentality we got to undertake. When we come in this bin, we we're hearing from God. God, the, the God of the universe, the God who spoke this world into existence, the God who was going before me. He sees the things I'm going to face. He sees the problems I'm going to deal with. He sees the tragedies that I could fall into. He sees the temptations and the snares that's ever before me. I've got to go. i got to go hear from him because he, he knows where I need to go. He's been there. He knows the decisions I need to make. He knows the choices I need to make. And I need to go hear from him. I need to go hear from him because God is going to speak to me. And then I need to listen and obey. Now, don't you see number three, the magnitude. The magnitude, we must understand. Why is this such a big deal? Why is this such a big deal? Luke six forty six. Watch this now. Now, we're sheep, right? We're supposed to be. We're supposed to belong to him. We're disciples, right? So a disciple has a Lord, right? A servant has a master. He's our Lord Jesus Christ, right? Lord is title. He's our Lord. He's our, he's our master, right? The Lord Jesus Christ. Watch what he says. Luke six forty six. Why call ye me? Why call ye me? and do not the things which I say. What what are are you doing? I've been going to church for 27 years. Okay. That just means you're persistent. And that's great. I'm, I'm all for that. But are you doing what he says? In those 27 years, have you learned to discern the voice of God? Are you coming to hear from him? Have you heard from him? And are you obeying him? If not, why are you calling the Lord? Verse 47. Whosoever cometh to me and... Hear. Come on, everybody. And hear. heareth my sayings and... It say it again. It again. Say it again. It, again. It, again. it again. do with them. Those that hear and do. Hear and do. Let me tell you what he's going to be like. This is Jesus speaking. Let me tell you what this kind of dude is going to be like. He's like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on him. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not... For it was founded upon a... let me tell you about the fellow that hears and don't do. Let me tell you what he's going to be like. He is like a man without a... That's built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was... This is what this means. So many sheep are trying to build a life. They're trying to build a life. But they're not slowing down to listen to the voice of the shepherd. And Jesus is saying those that hear my voice, but they don't do what I tell them. They're just building a house that's going to fall. They're building a life that's going to lead to ruin. Uh, But those sheep that are smart enough to say, God, speak to me, and then go out and obey what God says, they are basing their life, they're basing their future, they're basing their destiny upon a rock, a solid foundation. I mean, who else should we be listening to but somebody who knows the future? Single people in here. Young people in here. God knows who you need to marry. And God knows who you don't. You mean tell you what's harder than waiting on God? Than wishing you had. Yes, God can tell you who to marry. God can tell you what job to take. God can tell you which direction to go. God can tell you how to melt the ice around a heart that's been hardened because I have not been encouraged into my wife. I didn't like it. I didn't like hearing that. But I sure like the way she's treating me. I even asked her, tell me whatever I can do to be more encouraging to you. You know why? Because the word works. Now, here's, here's the deal. I went over time, but I need everybody to listen. I need everybody to listen. In the balcony and everything. This is the most important part. This is the most important part. Everybody listen. Look at me. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me. What's God say to you today? Have you heard from him? I'm not saying what what was in the message. What was in your message? What did God speak to you? I didn't hear nothing. Well, come up here and get saved. Preacher, I know I'm saved. There's not a doubt in my mind. I know I'm saved. Well, there's some sin in the the line somewhere. Because the Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. Maybe you just need to get right with God. Or maybe you're just not listening. I want to know that God is speaking to me. I want to know that God is speaking to me. Start doing what you already know. Because the more you listen and you obey, the more familiar you, you get with his voice. God's not up in heaven playing games with you. God is wanting to lead you. He goes before you. But he's expecting you to... What does it mean to follow Jesus? It means obey what he tells you. And all of God's people say I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. You don't have to do this, but but I encourage you to do this because it'll help. Write down an I will statement. What did God tell you to do today? I know he did. What did God tell you to do today? What was your I will statement? Exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest you be hardened with the deceitfulness of sin. God said you need to start encouraging your wife. I wrote that down. I did it. Here's my I will statement. I will. Share your I will statement. Go do it. Don't just come in here and hear something and go out and forget what I say. Go do what God is telling you to do right now. And I promise you, it'll change your life to the point your kids will see it. And all God's people see it. Amen. Your Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you'll take this and use it. This is so critical. This is not a Sunday...